Welcome to the intersection of faith and the culture. It's Wall Builders Live. We are taking on the hot topics of the day from a biblical, historical, and constitutional perspective. The Bible's got the answer for everything we're facing personally in our families, our businesses, our country. The Bible's got all the answers. That's the instruction manual, folks. We need to be using it more. And of course, history has a lot to teach us. There's nothing new under the sun. We can learn so much about what works, what doesn't work, what to stay away from in a country and a culture, what to move towards. And then constitutionally, we need to know how to live this thing out in our particular nation under the American system. You know, we call it around here biblical citizenship. So you're learning what the Bible says about these things. You're living out that citizenship under our particular constitution. You can become a constitution coach at patriotacademy.com and take all of our classes. And there's a special class that we've got coming up I want to invite you to. It's going to happen actually at my house. So if you'd like to come have dinner on the front porch where you've seen me on Front Porch Live, And uh, with a small group of people, we're going to have dinner, and then we're going to do a constitutional defense course over the course of five days. And that's our handgun defense course during the day. Constitution training in the evenings is a wonderful, wonderful time of fellowship and great learning. This is a very special opportunity. We're only going to have two of these classes, one starting at the end of November, the other one starting early in December. You can check out those dates at patriotacademy.com. Let's get into today's program. By the way, I'm Rick Green, former Texas legislator and America's Constitution coach, and I'm honored to be here with David Barton, of course, America's premier historian and our founder at Wall Builders, and Tim Barton, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. All right, David and Tim, we got Congressman Bob McEwen with us a little later in the program. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of these uh, pro-life activists that have been now not just arrested. I mean, the thing about it, guys, I think that has everybody's attention on this thing is massive numbers of FBI agents going in, guns pointed in on these families uh, for what it turns out to be, a, sounds like a small, very small altercation. Um, and we don't even know who's in the right or wrong. But my goodness, guys, I mean, do we need the FBI for this kind of thing? Shouldn't this be a local sheriff kind of thing? So let's set the background for this. What's happened is we have had some highly publicized events recently where the, someone who had been outside an abortion clinic, a, a Planned Parenthood mill or whatever, had protested what was going on inside. And here we come months later and the FBI comes with 10, 15, 20 armed agents and, and just goes in and arrests them for having been protesting outside some pro-abortion clinic. So it's a big display of force. Uh, in some cases, it's months after something happened and it was not prosecuted by local officials. When local officials looked at it, they no-billed it and said, no, nothing here. And here comes the FBI and they're going over local officials and they're, they're making a big deal out of it with a big show of force and, and SWAT teams, et cetera, scaring the kids to death and the families. And on the other side of that, you've had, I think I heard yesterday, 124 crisis pregnancy centers, these these pro-life clinics, where they have been firebombed. And so with all this firebombing that's gone on, where's the FBI with this? Where are they arresting people? This is where you have actual violence. And in many cases, these other people outside the clinics were just simply praying, and they get arrested as being protesters. And so it really is the Biden administration weaponizing the FBI to go after behavior they don't like. And because, as we saw with Antifa and the riots, they're not going to do anything to stop violence if it's from their side. What they're doing is we don't like what happened in the Dobbs decision, and we're going to make an example out of you guys that are pro-life. Well, and it reminds me, too, of when we looked at what happened with uh, some of the January 6th uh, individuals that were arrested well after the fact, where the FBI was showing up to people's homes, where they're using using flashbangs 
entering a home of an elderly couple when they simply could have knocked on the door. You know, the, the ridiculous nature we saw the FBI, the tactics they were using uh, for, for no reason other than for political posturing. And as you know, Dad, you mentioned the weaponizing of the FBI. It's really the, the political weaponizing of the FBI. And it seems like it's just continuing on. So the FBI was targeting uh, the, the Democratic political opponents uh, or individuals that weren't supporting the regime. And now they're targeting people that are pro-life. It definitely is something that it, it, it makes me almost think we need to find the uh, the Elon Musk for the FBI. So somebody that can go in and just fire all of these individuals at the top who are making these egregious decisions. Tim, I, I heard that Elon Musk tried to buy the FBI, but, uh, you know, it was um, it was impossible because Mark Zuckerberg, uh, he refused to sell. <laughs> oh, I thought it was the Clintons that wouldn't sell. Oh, Either oh, no, way. The Clintons, you're right. You're right. right. It was a joint joint the, venture, I think. Epstein, yep. Clinton, yep. somebody. Uh, right. And we say this tongue in cheek, but it's sad because it's almost a reality that we are seeing from this kind of Orwellian feel of, of yeah. a 1984, an animal farm or something. But it does go back to the fact that you are seeing the, the targeting of people that are trying to protect and defend life. Whereas you don't see the FBI showing up in force against the people who actually are using violence and taking life. Now, this goes back to a time, this whole situation, what gives the FBI the authority to do this? And I guess we could cynically say, well, they don't need the authority. They've got guns. They're going to do what they want to do. And we've seen some of that going on. But there is a legal authority the FBI is claiming as the basis of what they're doing. So I want to take you back to that. And it's back at a time when dinosaurs roamed the earth and before Newt Gingrich became Speaker of the House. If you go back to 1994 election, before the wave that happened in 1994 when the Gingrich came in, the contract with American, and there's a whole lot of folks who were not around for that, but I was. And at that point in time, that's when you had a real shift in Congress. Bill Clinton was president of the United States. It was his off-year election, as it is for Biden this year. And that's when there was a massive red tsunami, which we hope will happen this year as well that just said, we're repudiating where the Clinton administration is going. We're repudiating where Congress is going. And we want a different thing. So there was, I I think it was like 80 something freshmen elected that year. And they passed before the Republicans got into the House and and Gingrich took charge. The Democrats passed what was called the FACE Act, F-A-C-E. It stands for Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. So the FACE Act said, hey, we're going to make sure that nobody can shut down a clinic, that that these pro-life, just terrorists, which is what they considered them, we're, we're going to make sure that they can't do this. Now, I want to read to you part of what the act says, because this is what the FBI is using right now to arrest these people. And they're going in and terrorizing families and just waving guns in their faces and SWAT teams and AR-15 kind of stuff. Here's what here's what the law said. It's called the free. I'm just reading from the law. Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act of 1994 amends the federal criminal code to prohibit. And here's what it prohibits: intentionally injuring, intimidating, or interfering with, or attempting to injure, intimidate, or interfere any person by force, threat of force, or physical obstruction because that person is or has been or in order to intimidate such person or any other person or any other class of persons from obtaining or providing 
reproductive health services. Now, that's the first part of the law. And notice it says intentionally injuring, intentionally interfering with, using threat of force. I mean, they've made it really clear here. This is not, we're, we're not talking about your First Amendment right of free speech. This is where you're getting violent. You're, you're being Antifa. You're, you're being BLM. You're doing that kind of stuff. And we're not going to allow that to happen outside the, the doors of clinics. Well, clearly, these people who have been arrested, this is not what was happening. They're, they're not using violence or, or threat of force, et cetera. And so as you go on down this law, as it talks about it, here's what it gives the exemptions for. It says, this law specifies that nothing in this act shall be construed to prohibit any expressive conduct, including peaceful picketing or other peaceful demonstration, protected from legal prohibition by the First Amendment of the Constitution, nor does it create new remedies for interference with activities protected by free speech or free exercise clauses of the Constitution of the First Amendment occurring outside a facility, regardless of the point of view expressed. So they specifically say, if you're doing peaceful protesting, you this does not apply to you. This act does not apply. Well, here the FBI is using the FACE Act to go in and arrest pro-life people months, even years later, because there was a time when you stood outside of an abortion clinic and prayed, or you stood outside and talked to people that were going in. And the one altercation that they talk about, the first guy they arrested, he pushed a clinic worker because the clinic worker got in the face of his young kid and started shouting obscenity to his young kid, and he's literally defending his, his own kid. So that's what they're calling violence. He's literally push, he was pushing him away from the kid. That's right. He's defending his own kid, pushing away from the kid. It had nothing to do with what was going on inside the clinic as the way they were treating his kid. And that's why they said they arrested him because he used violence. Well, no, 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 not, not all. And that's, that's the one I was talking about before. And so this guy, they're claiming violence, you know, just literally defending his kid. It's actually gone through the criminal process, the local prosecutor, local law enforcement, which is where this should occur. I mean, they've already dealt with this. Yeah, and, and and a long time ago. I mean, this was like a year ago or so, and it, there were multiple court hearings set, and, and the pro-abortion guy that's there working for the clinic to, to escort people in didn't even show up. So, I mean, clearly it was a big deal to him, right? He was injured so bad, I think it was either two or three times it was reset, and he didn't. He, he never even showed up. Uh, you know, so it, it's ridiculous. And the other thing, David, I mean, think about it. Why does the FBI raid in a situation like this? This guy, this pro-lifer, had an attorney— that was talking to the FBI. They had already told them, hey, if you're going to do something on this, my client will gladly come in. We'll t- you know, deal with whatever we got to deal with. So there was no need for this kind of pressure, this kind of show of force, this, this intimidation other than intimidation of other people as well. In other words, the FBI and the Justice Department saying to pro-lifers all over the nation, don't be a pro-lifer. Don't go to the, the, the sidewalks. Don't go try to save lives. This is the type of thing that will happen to you. And this is really a problem because not related to just this pro-life issue, but if you go back a few months ago, Tina Peters, who was the clerk in Mesa County, Colorado, um, the state law says that she has to protect the election records in her county for 22 months. And I think the, the state law is 22 months, and I think the federal law is 26 months or the other way around. And so the Dominion people said, well, we want to come in and scrub all the machines. And so she said, no, 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 I have to keep these for, for 22, 26 months. And so she made a copy. And so then the FBI actually came to get that copy back, even though federal law says she's supposed to protect it. And what was amazing was they came at her door with battering rams. It was at a weird time of night. They broke the door in. They terrorized the kids. They rushed at her. They handcuffed her. They overwhelmed her with guns pointed at her. And the kids are watching all this. Now, wait a minute. You're an elected official. 
There is no violence. There's no indication of violence. There's no threat of violence. There's no history of violence. And you're coming in and you're having a violent confrontation, destroying her property. Why not just call her and say, hey, can, can we, can, would you stop by the prosecutor's office? We need to talk about this. And, you know, Rick, as you said, they'd already told the prosecutor, hey, if you need us any time, call us and we'll come in. And here they show up and terrorize the family. That's to me as egregious as ignoring the law itself. When you start taking law enforcement that's going after nonviolent people, you're, you're leaving BLM and Antifa alone, but you're going after people in their homes and you're coming at them with that amount of terrorism. And same thing when they did the raid at Mar a Lago with, with, with Trump. Why did you need a SWAT team to go to the former president's house when he's not even at home and you chose to go there when he's not at home? It's just the whole, the whole sensationalism side that's going now with law enforcement, particularly under the Biden administration. This is ridiculous stuff. Yeah, and that's why we've got Congressman Bob McEwen with us to talk about the effect of this on the culture. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to Wall Builders Live. This is Tim Barton from Wall Builders with another moment from American history. America is a special and unique nation. The average length for a constitution in other countries is only 17 years, but we've had ours for over two centuries. And our 4% of the world's population produces 24% of the world's gross domestic product. And every year we produce more inventions and technology than the other 96% of the world combined. In 1831, Alexis de Tocqueville of France came to America, traveled the country, and in his famous book, Democracy in America, reported, the position of the Americans is therefore quite exceptional. And it may be believed that no democratic people will ever be placed in a similar one. This is the origin of the phrase American exceptionalism and affirms that America is unique because of the distinctive ideas on which we have been based, including inalienable rights, individualism, limited government, and the importance of religion and morality. For more information about American exceptionalism, go to wallbuilders.com. Welcome back to Wall Builders Live. Thanks for staying with us. Always good to have Congressman Bob McEwen with us. Say, hey, Bob, how you doing, brother? Thanks for some time today. It's great to be with you, Rick. Thank you for the invite. Well, you know, usually we're calling you because some economic topic came up and, and uh, we're either confused or it's uh, you know difficult to explain, and you always have a wonderful way of explaining those things. But this time, we're calling you about these pro-life activists that are being charged and you know raided by the FBI. I mean, this feels like a dystopian novel we're living in here. Uh, just wanted yep. to get your thoughts on this and, and where you think it's going. Well, America is a unique place in the whole world. As we know, more books, plays, symphonies, copyrights, inventions, Nobel Prize winners than the other 96% of the world combined. And the reason, why is that? Because they're not unique people. They're people from all those other places. But it's based upon a godly principle that our rights come not from the majority, not from the group, not from the democratic majority. The rights come from God. And among those, and this sequence is essential, life, then liberty. No other nation on earth does that. And so life goes to the very heart of what makes America what it is. And so when we're voting for people, a person, a, a politician who will take innocent life will not hesitate to take your liberty. Mm. And that's why the sequence. See, liberty is a precious little value if you're dead. So America protected life. Therefore, Jews could be chased from around the globe. They knew that if they got here, they would be protected. Now, in the last election, we saw these folks, the, the John Piper preachers and, and, and uh, Russell Moore and all these folks that kept saying, there are things other than abortion. Well, of course there are. But if 
if if there's a if there are two airplanes, one airplane is going to California, the other one's going to Europe, and you want to go to California, you say, well, there's other more important things than just the direction of the airplane. No, there's not. If a plane is going in the wrong direction, you're never going to get there. A person who will take innocent life, all these other things are ramifications. They're going to appoint people that will put people in jail who trespass, 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 didn't hurt anyone, just trespass in the Capitol or trespass at a right to life clinic or pray the rosary outside an abortion mill. And so when that, when those preachers say there are things more important than abortion, what do they mean? Mm. They mean they want a president who will appoint an attorney general who will go after those people who want to pray to end abortion, who will change the, the border and the, uh, to drop the border protection and, and uh, all the changes that have taken place there, to have CRT taught in the schools, to do a, who will appoint a secretary of education that will require all the schools in America to have transgender, so that if a boy felt like being a girl, he can dress and change in the girls' bathrooms. That's what they mean when they keep saying there's things other than abortion. And that's why our friend Dennis Prager said that if you if you don't have time to go into great detail, ask a person where they stand on life. And when you t- find that, as I said, a person who will take innocent life will not hesitate to take your liberty. And what we're seeing here is our liberty is being threatened by these people who merely wanted to protect innocent life. Seems like, Bob, they're going for the trifecta because they, they also are destroying the pursuit of happiness they, with their interference in the, in the private market. I mean, look at the price of, of, of uh, gas right now because they've, they've you know, shut down pipelines, stopped drilling. I mean, everything that they're doing, it, uh, it's, it's destroying life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I, don't, I, I couldn't write a script for um, you know, bringing the nation to its knees uh, you know, better than what they're doing. Exactly. If you want to bring America to its knees, that's exactly what you would do. Uh, many on this uh, listening to us today will not remember Jimmy Carter, but just as you were in the state legislature in Texas, I was once in the state legislature in Ohio, and Jimmy Carter was the president. And he took this nation, with, which has more coal, gas, and, and oil than any other nation on earth, made it into gas lines and shut down businesses because we were running out of natural gas next Tuesday a week. And we, it, it, that shows that what government can do, Ronald Reagan came in through all those regulations in the Potomac, killed the fish, freed the country. And the country took off like a rocket. Now we have the same ideas again. First day he goes into office. Now we're cutting off the production of oil. Now we're going over begging the Saudis to produce more oil until after the November election hmm. so that Democrats can get reelected. And then, as, as Biden told him, then you can do whatever you want to do. Please just don't do it for the next 30 days. And as when, again yesterday, he went into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. He's now That's for our national emergency. He's been dumping that oil that could have come from the ground from the Texas producers, but instead he went to the reserves to make us vulnerable to the, until now we're down to the lowest reserve since 1983 when the Federal Reserve, uh, this petroleum reserve was only five years old. So those are, that's what people mean when these woke pastors say there are things more important than abortion. Whenever anybody says that, perk up, mm. because you want to know what are they talking about? And they're talking about taking this lighthouse for the gospel for 85 cents out of every dollar goes for global evangelism for the entire planet, five times more than the rest of the world combined, and trying to bring this great nation to its knees. That's what's in our hands, and quite frankly, 
I think we learned our lesson about eight, 20 months, two months ago, and we're going to correct it shortly. I pray <laughs> yeah. that that's the case. Well, that's what, you know, one of the most important things I think I ever learned from you was number one, that the principles of liberty work every time they're tried, but you got to try them, you got to use them. And number two <laughs> is that everything can change with leadership. I remember we were doing a exactly. tour of the U.S. Capitol one time, and you went through all these examples of where things got so bad, you changed the leadership, put the right principles in place, and things seem to get good. And that can apply to this 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 abuse of law enforcement, this two-tiered justice system, the economic issues. All of those things are leadership decisions, right? Rick, I, I said for 30 years, this nation could be energy independent whenever we got a president and a Congress that wanted to be. And the first time those ever fell into sync was in 2017. And under Donald Trump, this nation became energy independent within 18 months. And then you saw where we changed presidents, and now the price of gasoline is skyrocketing. We're begging for it, and we were dependent within six months after Biden took office. So you're right. By doing the right thing, we can correct it. Doing the wrong thing, we see what happens. And, And typically, we're talking about the president or political leadership, but you led with leadership in the church is where we also need to see a change in, in, in their positions and what they're saying. Instead of, you know, disempowering the people and making them step out of the process, they should be saying step into the process. And yes, uh, life is the number one issue. All of these issues we should be paying attention to from a biblical perspective. That's been entrusted to us. And for those of people who say, I don't want to get involved, God has some comments about the people who he gave a gift to, a talent, and they didn't use it. He was rather bold. He said, Thou wicked and slothful servant, be casting this unprofitable servant into outer darkness. When, when, the, when the person is given a, a vote, a talent, a, a, a possibility to, to lead, and drops it and says, I don't want to get involved. Bless me, my wife. Bless John, his wife. Bless four. No more. Amen. I don't care who's on the school board. I don't care who's on the city council. I'm not going to get involved in those things. We will stand before God. And quite frankly, Rick, the bottom line is, this country is a totally different place than it was 18 months ago. We see preachers that are finally beginning to wake up. We're seeing school board people. People care about who's going to be on their school board, on their city council. I have never been more excited about our nation's future than I am at this very moment. Amen. Amen. Politics easy as pie. Bob McEwen, you can you can get that uh, DVD on the wallbuilders.com website. Congressman McEwen, always a pleasure, sir. God bless you. Give Liz our best, and we look forward to having you back soon. The honor is mine, Rick. All the best. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back with David and Tim Barton. Hi, friends. This is Tim Barton of Wall Builders. This is a time when most Americans don't know much about American history or even Hebrews of the faith. And I know oftentimes for parents, we're trying to find good content for our kids to read. And if you remember back to the Bible, to the book of Hebrews, it has the Faith Hall of Fame where they outlined the leaders of faith that had gone before them. Well, this is something that as Americans, we really want to go back and outline some of these heroes, not just of American history, but heroes of Christianity and our faith as well. I want to let you know about some biographical sketches we have available on our website. One is called the Courageous Leaders Collection. And this collection includes people like Abigail Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Francis Scott Key, George Washington Carver, Susanna Wesley, even the Wright brothers. And there's a second collection called Heroes of History. In this collection, you'll read about people like Benjamin Franklin or Christopher Columbus, Daniel Boone, George Washington, Harriet Tubman. Friends, the list goes on and on. This is a great collection for your young person to have and read, and it's a providential view of American and Christian history. This is available at wallbuilders.com. That's www.wallbuilders.com. That was Congressman Bob McEwen. Appreciate him coming on the program today. Back with David and Tim now. 
And uh, guys, so you know, I mean, we see the bad. We know we know what the problem is here. What do we actually do about it? I mean, what people at home are going? I'm frustrated. I'm righteously angry when they see this kind of stuff happen to these pro-lifers and others. What's an action item we can give people today? Well, first thing I, I think worth noting. I mean, Rick, you mentioned the interview. It's one of the things that Bob McEwen has told us for years is everything can change with the right leadership. You you can make something bad become really good or something good become really bad under different leaders. And it's always the, the leader that kind of directs the course and makes a difference. And it, we made a joke earlier about Elon Musk going to Twitter. But really, I mean, this is kind of the thought. When, when you have a leader go in who's willing to do some things, and not that Elon Musk is great on all these areas, and there are certainly a lot of places we would disagree, but someone that believes in the freedom of speech for a free speech platform that's reaching lots of people. Well, yeah, having a different leader makes a difference. And obviously, guys, we're you know roughly a week away from an election that could be incredibly significant in this nation. We're seeing a, a Republican surge right now, but the surge for Republicans and a lot of the polling, it, it, it it's more than just a political side. It's not because people all of a sudden like elephants more than donkeys. It's the recognition of freedom and leadership and leaders making a difference. And, and it does actually make me optimistic. I know we'll talk a lot about it this week, but I, I am very hopeful and optimistic that there are more and more people waking up. We've talked about it a lot as we've traveled and seen all over the nation. People are waking up. We think that there's an awakening happening. God is doing something. I am very hopeful. But to your question, Rick, what can we do? Very practically, the thing we need to do is make sure we are voting and vote for the people who are going to lead in a different direction. And the Republican minority leadership right now that maybe after the election will be majority leadership, they've said, if we get control, here's the hearings we're going to have. And this is one of the things they're focused on is what the FBI is doing. And you say, well, that's just hearings. Well, that's true. But in Washington, D.C., like anywhere else, when you turn the light on, the cockroaches scramble. They don't like to come to light. And so they don't like appearing in front of congressional hearings and, and having hard questions asked to them and, and having attorneys asking them, well, the Fourth Amendment says this. Why did you violate the Fourth Amendment to do that? They don't like that. So even though there's no president that signed the bills, if they get the House and Senate, there will be a tone change in the administration because of the fact they control the money and they control the hearings. And that's going to be a big deal if they get if they get it. And hopefully everybody's voted uh, early voting or you're going to vote on Election Day. But there's, a, Tim, as you said, a real chance for a leadership change here. And that's a real policy change as well. Well, that, that brings it back to us as individuals, right? Every single one of us can do something. And right now it's voting and letting your people in, in, in your sphere of influence know to go vote as well and share with them who you're voting for. You know, put your put your recommendations out on your social media channels. Most people are going to go into the polling place and have no idea who they're going to vote for. You can help by letting them know uh, who you've researched and decided you're going to vote for. And if people are wanting to know where they can research, they can go to ChristianVoterGuide.com, and there's lots of voter guide resources there available. There's lots of good groups out there that do voter guide, but ChristianVoterGuide.com is a, or CVG.com, all of it will get you there. It's a great place to go, get resources, find out who's running, what, what the issues are, where they stand on those issues, so you get informed and then help inform your friends. And we'll have a link today at wallbuilderslive.com to make it easy for you. Thanks so much for listening. You've been listening to Wallbuilders Live. We stand undivided forever.